Welcome to the Aki Culture Club. What's up, everyone? I'm your co-founder, Damien. And I'm Nick. Nick, are you ready to kick off the 27th meeting? Let the meeting commence. All right, Nick, how are you doing today? Uh, not too bad, dude. It's been like like two weeks straight of rain and we finally have no rain and I can see the sun from my window, which is just like an instant, it's just uplifting. It's just a, such a great mood increaser. We're feeling the same thing over here on the East Coast as well. It's just been constant rain and like 50 degree weather. It's the worst. It really is. But I think you you showed me earlier that you were getting like hail the size of like <laughs> pebbles, right? Dude, quarters. They were like quarters. the size of quarters. I had them in my, I, like I could fit like four in the palm of my hand and it took out my whole hand. That is insane. Yeah, luckily, luckily nothing broke. Yeah, that's so true. I was thinking that you're like everyone had like vehicle damage or something crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing here. Like I every every mile you'll see a, a hail damage repair shop. And uh, I didn't really understand when we first moved out here, but now I know why. Uh, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. I'm surprised. I won't be surprised if you get some snow in the next coming week or so. That would be par for the course, bro. I'd be so mad. It's <laughs> June. <laughs> oh my god, it's time to do some outdoor hikes, right? Yeah, man. In Colorado, that's why we're here. Colorado, it's the whole. You got to be outdoors. The rain doesn't help. No, it does not. Bummer. All right, you ready to talk about some anime? I am always. Oh, I knew you would be. All right, I got a question for you. Okay. Comes from this week's episode, and this is for everybody else. If you haven't, if you haven't read the manga, you can answer. If you have read the manga, please don't spoil it for anybody. Uh, but what quirk do you hope Deco receives from the vestiges? Ooh, good question. Good question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what do I hope he receives? And I actually have a prediction of what I think he's going to receive. Okay. Or let's hear it. I don't. I think his. I, I don't think he's going to receive it. I think this is going to be his contribution to one for all. Ooh. I think he is going to be able to have the ability to give power to his, like his teammates, to the people around him through one for all. My prediction is at the end of this show, when it's the final boss battle. Yeah. One for all is going to manifest fully in Deku and through like touching or something, he all, all of his teammates that are around him, he's going to like be able to power them up with one for all. And they're all just like, like their own quirks, but they're just super powerful through one for all. And that's how they're going to take down the bad guy at the very end. That's my prediction. Damn. Damn. That's some power of the friendship type stuff, man. Yeah, this, this show kind of is, is moving that way. <laughs> that is a fire prediction. And it's uh, something kind of seen before. Yeah. Can't talk about it because Damien didn't finish the show that you're talking about. But couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Um, <laughs> what, do, <laughs> what do I want him to be able to do? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think it'd be pretty cool if he could uh, like morph his body, maybe like, okay. like, like throw a, a punch, but like his arm stretches kind of like in one piece. I think that'd be pretty neat. So like, uh, yeah throw one piece behind you mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. like kind of like an elastic elastic type thing yeah i can totally see him having some sort of like body modification power for sure yeah and it'd be it'd be really helpful because he already has super strength so be able to punch from 20 feet away as opposed to right in front of him yeah that's so true i just love your your prediction 
about his like him being because he's supposed to be like the final source for one for all right i mean that's it looks like that's what it's leading to um, that's the vibe that you were getting to from this episode yeah was, uh, so we're going right in my hero yeah. Yeah. okay so in the beginning um when Gran Torino was talking about the previous one for all person before all might had the dream um with the vestiges and what did, what did they say i got it written down here uh the time has not yet come like that was like the the saying that the vestiges mm-hmm. had but i'm pretty sure his first vestige dream they were like saying like you're the one the time is now so like he is it's leading up to him being like the final manifestation of one for all interesting i wonder what that's going to mean for like the one for all just in general as a power or as a quirk like is that going to be something that he's going to be able to pass on to somebody else in the future or does it kind of stop with him i'm not sure i think i feel like it would be weird if it just stopped with him though i i think it would be weird i think the only way that that happens is i think there's like a yin and a yang balance in the my hero universe that if there's all for one there's also one for all mm. so if all for one is defeated then maybe one for all is gone as well oh that is a really interesting take i didn't think of it like that the yin and the yang yeah that's so true because it would be weird weirdly lopsided if if all for one was gone and right just, and deku's just still rocking around with a power that he can just you know he has seven different quirks now inside of him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i guess Which- there's there's seven just, vestiges, right? Yes, I think so. Six or seven. So if there's seven vestiges, is he like the eighth? Yeah, I think. And then, and so like, was the power that he currently has for one for all, was that All Might's power? That was my question is like, he's getting a quirk from every one of the vestiges, but like, we've never seen All Might do anything other than super strength. Like, what is he getting from All Might? Exactly. And did All Might ever use any of the other vestiges' powers? Or is, I, is Deku the only one that can do it? I, I I, don't know because we've seen him do like, it's all just strength. He'll jump really high. He'll run really fast. He'll punch super hard. That's like all All Might did. Yeah. And like, what's what's it called now? He has like Black Whip, I think is is what it, the, the thing that came out of him. Like All Might never did that. He just beat people up. Yeah, exactly. So like now he has what? He has the power of All Might, which is I guess super strength and agility and now he can whip people yeah and it's like the perfect the perfect way to to capture somebody mm-hmm. damien i'm getting in my internet connection is unstable can you oh, hear no me? that's not good yeah 2021 this is how we do podcasts now that's fiber internet is failing me fiber internet you better plug in bro i think i think we're good i think we're back okay cool we're yeah back. you did freeze for a second there i didn't know if you were having a brain fart or if your internet went out <laughs> no i have plenty to talk about with my hero <laughs> so about this episode it looks like in my la- in our last conversation we had about the show i was saying how kashan's gonna run in there and like he's gonna mess everything up and then it's gonna be the three of the support people left and they're gonna lose that's what my prediction was and it's funny because that's not what happened whatsoever but it seems like that's kind of what happened in this episode right here yeah, and they were even they were going for that like they saw how like cl- class 1b they saw the way that the previous fight went with uh with kachan and they're like we like they all just supported this main hammer which was bakugo and i think it was the copy guy was like 
I'm just going to go for your other people and take them out because they're weak. And like, it would just, the synergy would be gone. And I mean, that's a good strategy because they're essentially the same teams. They just don't have a recon person on this yeah. team. They have Mineta. Yeah. Fuck him, man. Who's <laughs> more of a liability than an asset at this point. Yeah. I mean, he threw some grapes at people who came oh. flying in through grapes, did nothing. Like what is he supposed to do? You can punt him. He's like, a, he's like a soccer ball. He's like this big. What's the diaper? <laughs> like, what is he going to do? Oh my God. I don't know, man. He is. He literally is like a soccer <laughs> No. He's so yeah. useless. I hate we to say shit it on him a lot. I know. This, this show. Yeah, there's got to be one of them we got to shit on, right? Like every yeah. character can't be a ten, you know. Yeah, well, and naval laser, but yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not go there either. <sighs> he sucks too. Anyway, anyway, like we're seeing that. So Deku runs off, and he's off on his own, and he's fighting uh, Manoma, mm-hmm. and obviously he can't hit anything, and then. The other three on class one B are just like, all right, we're just gonna beat the crap out of you guys. Pretty much. And it was crazy because one B definitely just has a so like a sick combination of quirks. Like we know, like I know the author is the one that wrote it, and he's the one that kind of you know the manga connected it all together. But like having the poltergeist quirk with size combined mm-hmm. with the twin impact, it was just like mm-hmm. it was like almost like a perfect storm of quirks to be teamed up together. Yeah, it, it really is like so poltergeist can only move something that's roughly the size of the human body mm-hmm. but like what if the size person just shrunk a car down to a matchbox car and then threw it and then make it bigger and you just have a car flying at you like perfect symmetry or exactly. chemistry there synergy and if twin impact touches the car prior to it being shrunk they throw the car car blows up he can then just do another impact and then the car blows up i guess there's an explosion and it yeah, you, yeah, you don't just get hit car. You don't get hit by a car once. You get hit by a car twice. Yes, which yeah. is like such a good move. And obviously, like Deku's just like freaking out while this is happening. He's like shaking and his like hands like freaking out. And you just seen like his teammates just getting clapped on the side. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, this can't be it for these guys. And then, and then the, the true love kiss comes in and Yuraka tries to save them, but can't really do anything because she's kind of useless too. Oh no, uh, <laughs> she's got zero gravity. She can like touch stuff and like, <laughs> you know, switch it up, you know, she's uh-huh. somewhat, she's useful. I, I think a she's bit. a good support. She is. Yeah. Like much like uh, the size person is a good support for poltergeist. Like there's gotta be something she can do like make Mineta's grapes float around i guess i don't know i think that's just the whole point of like the universe of my hero now after that all might is decommissioned like mm-hmm. it, it's all about the reliance on one another and building good teamwork because all for i mean all might could was always able to, to just do things on his own so could endeavor like they just they and so can hawks they can just all do things on their own and they don't really need anyone's help but we're yeah, seeing but with these guys. Endeavor got hospitalized by a Nomu, like a fake, like synthetic person that I'm assuming the League of Villains can just create an army of these people who they essentially took out the number one hero now, which is Endeavor. Yeah. This is, this is like it's a fake person. It's synthetic. So like they can't rely on having one superpower anymore. It's got to be the teamwork, which is why I think all for or one for all 
is going to eventually be able to transfer powers so that it's not just one person really strong, but he's able to bring up those around him. Mm. That's even, how it's got to go. Yeah, yeah. Even fits the name one for all. It does yeah. fit the name. Holy crap. Because yeah. all for one did fit the name too. He was just stealing all everyone's powers for himself. Exactly. And what's the opposite of being selfish, stealing powers from other people. It's giving them to others. Yeah. It's able to give a chakra cloak to all of your teammates by touching them on the hand and I'm spoiling things. Mm, okay don't spoil anything don't spoil anything don't worry you got 500 episodes so uh, 100 and 620 to go it's nothing that's nothing it's nothing they say it's nothing just cut the filler out you really should though see i just i don't want to cut the filler because i want i want the i want the fun i want the teamwork i want the friendship i want the adventure I just don't want to be one of those people who are like, yeah, I watched Naruto, but I cut all the filler out. It's like, yeah. hey, where's the fun in that? Like, are you watching it just so you can say that you watched it or are you watching it because you actually enjoy it? Yeah, uh, you would miss 40% of the show if we did that. Exactly. And like all the funny things that go along with it and like the memes and all that stuff. Like, I don't imagine that really like you don't really get too many memes from like a lot of the serious stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to to divulge from my hero, but Damien's kind of watching Naruto right now. Kind of not. He's been, I've been trying to get him to do it for like eight years and he's finally started to. And for some reason, yeah, every, like every shonen that we watch, I can just relate to Naruto, which chakra cloak mm. one for all, you know? Mm. So, um, I, but I have to be conspicuous with my relations because mm-hmm. Damien is 600 episodes behind. Yes. Yes. And like it's crazy because like I am super good at avoiding spoilers, mm-hmm. but just don't leave any spoilers in the comments because that would be mean. I think <laughs> that would be because I'll be reading it and that will spoil it. Yeah, you best believe we're gonna read every single comment. Yeah, so please don't troll me, please. <laughs> anyway, with my hero, I can see like the next episode being like the the, the turning point, like the the peak of this arc. Um, Deku's gonna fight Shinso, obviously. Like, I don't know if he's going to be fighting, like he's going to go back and see the vestiges again in this next episode, but I think that's going to be the end of the arc in this next episode. So, yeah, I think so too. And really like Deku versus Shinso is not a fair fight at all, which we kind of saw that before Uh, they did fight in the tournament. But like if Deku gets his shit together, is anybody a fair fight for him? Not really. No, I don't think so. Kachan, maybe. But maybe, and I think uh, Todoroki, maybe, but I think those are the only two. I don't know if any from any like other schools, like when we saw that school tournament arc, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if anyone else could like really mess with him. It's like the League of Villains, really. It's the only ones that he really has to worry about. Yeah, pretty much. We're yeah. going down that path again of having the symbol, which would be Deku now. But I'm just telling you, it's not. There will be, you said it, I said it, there will be no more like one number one hero. It's going to be teamwork wins. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. And that's what, that's how we're going to see, see it go down. But it's, it's weird because we're seeing him like now understand the vestiges more. And like Mm -hmm. the Magica said that like it's going to, my hero is entering into its final, not arc, but its final phase. Mm hmm. So, like, the story is going to be coming to an end probably in the next year, next 12 to 18 months. 
Really? Yeah. That seems quick for a show like this. Yeah, I think so as well. It would well, be cool to see like a time skip in the like future and see them older, like second generation. Because this is such a popular show. I just can't see them just being like, oh yeah, super popular show. We're done with it. Like be gone. But then again, they just did that with Demon Slayer. Um, mm-hmm. And like Jujutsu Kaisen is like, I think more than halfway through already in the manga as well. So, so the manga, it will be done in like two years. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that, but the manga is way far ahead of the anime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So we have a lot of anime still to come. Oh, for sure. Oh, good. Good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah. I need, I need more of my hero in my life. Yeah, me too. I like, it's just such a fun show. And even like, uh, like reading my hero, like the, my hero vigilantes series as well. It's just like, dude, this should also get at like an anime animation adaptation as well. Like, it's just so good. I mean, so much fun. If my hero continues on the popularity that it has and like, they want to make money, they're probably going to animate it. Probably. And there's probably going to be like side stories with second generation after these kids all grow up and become adults. I hope not. Don't, don't do it again. Don't do don't do it. You don't want to see a Barto happen. Oh no. I don't want yeah. it again. That was uh okay. That was one spoiler I did while I wasn't able to to avoid. Yeah, I mean, how how could you avoid that? There's a whole <laughs> other show. Yeah, okay. So spoiler, if you haven't seen Naruto, I'm about to say something I do know happened, but one, two, three, Naruto becomes the seventh Hokage. Because I read the description of Barato on Crunchyroll. <laughs> and I was like, why would why would you put that in the description? I don't know, maybe because it's 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it ended like seven years ago. I don't know. Didn't it end like 2014? Anyway. It was early. Oh my God. I'm just late to the party. Yeah. You know who else is late to the party, Nick? Who? Oh my God. Takamichi. Oh, dude, the segues just every time you get me. I love it. You like those, don't you? I do. I do. Um, good episode, dude. Such a good episode. We saw some like really turning point. Oh, shook my camera. I took some like we saw things change and go in a maybe a direction we didn't assume would happen. Explain. Uh, so like the first half was 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 as we expected. Like they made up again. Takamichi was the one that was able to do it. Um, you know, now it's like Takamichi and Hina are going to the festival, which is also so adorable, and him trying to like win her, you know, the special prize and whatever. And then we see that like people from Toman Gang are trying to like, and he's like, Oh my god, I finally like was able to like save Drake and you know, and whatever. And it's like, no, like that you weren't able to do that yet. No. Um Kiyomasa was gonna is going to be a traitor and hurt Draken, kill Draken. This, this motherfucker is coming back. Like, I thought you got kicked in the face, man. Just leave it be at that. I, he's such a shitty person from the start. He just what, sucked. Yeah. So, like, that was the bully, right? If I'm, or is mm-hmm. that the dude that, okay, damn. He was, like, he was the one that was running the fights that Mikey kicked in the face. Yeah, that's crazy. And then he's the one that's going to end up killing Drake in. And he's messing around with, like, with Osanai's boys. Like, that's insane. Mm -hmm. So, like, obviously, like, you know, that's just, I don't know. Like, I feel like that wasn't how it was supposed to go. Like, they were going to turn on him like that. 
Yeah. So do you think that, do you think that he actually did alter the timeline and Draken would have died a different way? Maybe he's just supposed to die. I think so. Like during that fight, when they showed up in the warehouse, like he wasn't supposed to die that day. That was supposed to kick off the event of him dying. Right. And like, it was supposed to be like, okay, like Osanai and his gang. What are they? What's his gang called? The rival gang? Mobius. Mobius. Yes. Thank you. Like they were like that, like Takamichi thought that Mobius was going to be the ones that killed Draken. Right. So he's worried about them. But in reality, that interaction and stopping that interaction had nothing to do with Draken being murdered. It all had to do with his own boys killing him. And that happened because of multiple, I guess, months or weeks ago for him like breaking up that fight, like the fight club that they had going. Yeah. And then, yeah. So like he really had no recourse in this. It was, well, one, it was, there's two people trying to kill Draken right now. There's mm-hmm. Pe, is his name? Pe or Pa? Pa, Pa, San. Po, Pa, Pe, 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 who I'm assuming is related to the dude that just went to jail or got caught. Yeah. Um, so he's like mad because he was on Mikey's side. Mm-hmm. So he wants to take out Draken. And then you have the douchebag bully who is running the fight club who's just embarrassed. Yes. Yeah. Why, why does he want to kill Mikey? If Mikey's the one who kicked him in the face. I don't know. Uh, I think he just wants to like, like full on just be a trade like i think he just wants to full-on be a traitor i think you're right yeah i think you're right because in his eyes like they're they're together and they're like they're both boys like mm-hmm. draken and mikey so like he needs to turn on both of them right. so that's why he he hooked up with mobius so here's a time travel question for you sure here we go. say yeah this is why time travel is confusing <laughs> yeah, here so we go. takamichi's in the past right Yes. But his body is still in the future when mm-hmm. he knocks his younger brother. Never going to remember his name. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's cool. I don't remember his name either. Um, but what if Takamichi knows that uh, bully dude's trying to kill Dragon and he goes and jumps in front of it and dies? What happens to Takamichi of the future? Talking Hina's younger brother dies? No, no. Takamichi knows that the bully dude's trying to stab Draken. Yeah. So he, he goes and he tries to like break it up or stop it from happening. And mm-hmm. Takamichi gets stabbed and he dies. Oh. What happens to future Takamichi then? Would he just cease to exist? What is it the tree branch thing? Wasn't it a different reality? Like when they said that it's kind of like circumvents it so it goes down and around when he goes into the past. Uh, so technically like it doesn't seem like he's going into the past on the same timeline that he was originally from. It's like a parallel past. Right. And he's now trying to change. Right. So if I think if he dies, he'll just wake up. You think maybe, but he'll wake but- up in his original. Cause the things that he's doing is changing his own future. Because he doesn't want Hinata to die. So 
but is he just changing a future of a different timeline? I fucking hate time travel, man. Yeah, I know. It's so confusing because you're right. But it's like, have we ever, have, do we, have we seen anything of his effects of the future at all yet? Um, yes, I think we saw one thing. What was that? That's uh, his friend, Akun. Wasn't, he was supposed to stab bully guy. Um, and he didn't because Takemichi took that fight. So he never oh, went to jail. You're right. And now, wait a second. So Akun was supposed to stab the bully, Kiyomasa, which was then supposed to stop Kiyomasa from t- attempting to kill Draken. Right? Maybe. So now with him stopping Akun from stabbing Kiyomasa, Kiyomasa can continue on with his timeline and now kill Draken. So it seems like and this is the thing that I'm, I want to say with Vivi as well. It doesn't matter what you actually end up doing in the past because it's already happened. Yes. So it's like almost like the universe will find its own way regardless of the actions that you take in that, in that moment. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like a minor key in the whole orchestra. Like it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't yeah, change the thing. It doesn't change that's, things. That's what I mean. Like, is Draken just supposed to die? Like, I think that's die. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But that also means that Hina is supposed to die too. Which means the whole point of the show, there is no point to the show. Then. That means there's no point. That means it's, it's un, unstoppable. What if that's how the show ends? They're just like, yeah, you actually can't change fate. And it just ends like that. And they're like, you have to accept it and over. And they were like, all right, well, what do we do? And everyone's just like, I guess we'll go home. Yeah. And everyone just like parts their own ways and goes home. And then that's the end of the show. That would be terrible. That'd be pretty sad. Yeah, that would be so sad. Damn. Damn, but no, I don't think it'll end like that. I think what we have more of a more of a shot. Yeah, and I, my one note for this shot. Well, we have to talk about the turd in his hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't skip over that. And this show has been doing this super well since like the third episode on. Is the interjection of humor in really serious uh, conversations? Yes, yes. And the turd in his hair was like was like master. In, in like just stupid comedy yeah and he he has been successful in like changing the points that he's trying to change mm-hmm. nothing has been super major yet yeah but he never does it in the way that he wants to like this like he wanted to break up jack and mikey from fighting and he thought he was gonna like force his way to do that and it ends up he made them laugh because he has a turd in his hair yes and it was that was what brought them together again how sweet I wonder though, like, will he ever actually do the things that he wants to do on purpose? Because in the key visual art, you see him in the all black jumpsuit, like looking kind of fierce, hanging out with Mikey. So like, I do have a, like a little prediction that that will end up happening. Like he will find his footing and end up like being a part of the gang in a more serious manner. Not, not being a loser. as yeah. to What he says. Yeah. Yeah. He really comes down on himself hard. He does, and he cries a lot. Yeah, he does, but that's who he is. If you ask Hina, he's just—he's the one who cries for other people. I mean, he's a nice boy. Yeah, she's a she's a nice character. It kind of yeah. does suck that she did get killed by them. Yeah, which it's just like the more you interact with her and the more you like her, and then you just get more sad that she ends up dying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think they do. They do a good part. Good. Uh, good job of that. Yo, now that I'm thinking about it, and this this thought popped up in my head when I was watching the show, 
Do you think it's kind of sus that he like kissed the girl that's like underage, even though he's like a 23 year old man? <laughs> like, are we not going to we're not going to like get around like we're not going to forget that. Like that, that's that's weird, bro. How old like, is he in this timeline? It's 12 years ago. So, yeah, I think he's 23 or 24. Right? So working a dead end job. Yeah. So he's like 13, 12 in this timeline. Yeah. He's, sixth grade, I think, in middle school. So he's kissing like a 12 year old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird, bro. Yeah, it is kind of 26 weird. Year, 26 year old unemployed virgin. Hmm. So she's 14. So she's 14. It's weird, bro. That's all I want to say. Some Sus weird. As heck. I saw it. I noticed it. I said, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> the, 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 the alarms are ringing. I honestly yeah. didn't even think about it. So oh, thanks for that. You're welcome. I saw it. I said, uh-uh, don't you do it, bro. Yeah, now it's, now everything's gonna be weird. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'm just odd. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. Dude, but my one note was I just really don't want Draco to die. He's just the best character in this show. Yeah, it really does suck when characters just die that you really like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks. It's hard to it's hard to see. I don't, I hope that he doesn't die because he is such a cool character. But he also plays off Mikey super well. But also, like Mikey's weird after he dies apparently like he goes off on his own and no one knows where he's at i personally think that Mike, the mikey that we're seeing in the past is also the mikey from the future and mikey can also time travel as well yeah trying to I'm stop on, i'm on board with that yeah i think he is i think he's trying to stop draken from dying as well so like he's involved because it was just it's too it's too coincidental that mikey was like oh takamichi random ass middle schooler that's kind of a loser like, what's up, bro? Like, let's be friends. Especially because it didn't happen in the past. He knows. Yeah. Definitely knows. Yeah. Or Mikey's just crazy. Or Mikey's just a crazy dude. Who, who, <laughs> who really knows? We'll find out, I think. Find out next time on Tokyo Revengers. On Tokyo Revengers. So, can we talk about a little bit of a lull, personally? A lull. Yes, we a can. A lull. Yeah. Okay. Like... To your attorney this week was a little bit of a lull for me. You think? Yeah. I, I mean, for the first like half of the show, I was like, I was like low-key kind of bored by the episode. And I ended up just like pausing and actually just like going and getting something to eat and like really just, like, chilling. Yeah, which is something I usually don't do. And but then the other half was like really good mm-hmm. and kind of heartwarming. So like I don't know like where the pacing was for this episode, but I just wasn't, I don't think I was really there for it. So the first half of the episode, what it didn't do it for you? Yeah, it didn't really do it. I mean, like, you know, Gugu runs away because he finds out that he has like a random organ inside of him that's holding alcohol. And like the little girl shows up and she's like, well, asking Fushi why he isn't going after Gugu. He's like, I don't care about him. You know, we had a fight. Um, And then like, eventually I was like, oh, like Gugu needs to realize that he the past that he once had no longer serves him. And it's actually the friends that he has now and the people who love him now are the ones that he needs to be around. Yes. He came full circle in this episode, full circle in this episode. And then a rent, I was like, Oh, it's no longer much of a lull now. (laughs) I think I judged a little bit too early. Essentially. It wasn't pulling on your heartstrings the whole time. No, I don't know. Not really. I was just like this kid. It's maybe because we don't see his face mm-hmm. and like i have an amazing i have an amazing creative mind but no i like i can imagine what his face does look like yeah. and 
I don't know. Like, I, I want to see, I want to see it. I want to see what the, what the artists have to come up with. Why is it so repulsive, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, it's not just like, Ooh, what's that? It's like terrifying to people. Yeah. I think he's like, his face is like, like a hole almost. Yeah. We do see that he has an eye. Like we saw one eye. eye. We um, saw one eye. I mean, he has to eat. So he's got a mouth. Yeah. I think it's like his face is made out of like wood because he heard when he, when he, when he like tried to pump out the, the alcohol, like mm-hmm. he heard like a pop when he like pulled his nose out or whatever. So he had like a cork plug in for a nose probably. Yeah. So I'm assuming like his face is kind of like, this is just a hole probably. Oh. You know, like Man. the nose is gone. The top is gone. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we can sit here and like think about his face all day long, but I don't know. I just, it was a lull and then it came full circle and I was like, okay, this was a good episode. This whole episode made me like I felt bad for Goo Goo the whole episode. Like, oh, it was did you a sad really? One for me. Yeah, I was oh like, this poor God. kid. Oh man, I feel terrible. I have no <laughs> this, heart. This poor kid, his brother left him. Like he's just been happy go lucky this whole time, trying his hardest to make money, but get strong, impress the girl. But like just life just doesn't just doesn't want it for him. His and beating his face got crushed. Down. Yeah. And like yeah, I just felt bad. Poor Gugu. He's a nice kid. Super nice. Yeah, you're right. So, like, with this ending of the episode, where do you think it's gonna? What? what where do you think it's gonna go? I think they're them two. Well, them two are gonna go off on their own, and mm-hmm. I think the girls gonna come with. So we have our new trio. Oh, okay. The old yeah. woman's gonna stay back. You think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she's old. I, She's dying. Yeah, we kind of got that vibe when he was like trying to ask her to like clean. Like mm-hmm. teach me how to clean and cook. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I think that was an indicator that she was like kind of done with him. Yeah. Yeah. He, he graduated elementary school. He's now moving on. Um, yeah. So we, we're going to have a new trio. It's going to be Rian, Gugu and Fushi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to go off and have adventures of their own. I think he's going to continue to learn about empathy and relationships uh, through these two. And I think they're going to die. That's that's what I think is gonna that happen. That was abrupt. <laughs> that's how the show is. That's true. Each person who teaches him something doesn't have to die because the old woman doesn't look like she's about to keel over. But uh, yeah, the important people in his life. I think Gugu is probably gonna die. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. I think he's I, a goner. I agree. I agree. We did learn something cool that um, not only can he turn into like animals and rocks and stuff mm-hmm. if something hurts him mm-hmm. he can manifest it from his body yeah which is interesting because i when i first saw that i was like hmm like things that have hurt him but is it also things that have like given him stimulation instead probably stimulation or is like hurt just the most prominent like an easily accessible variation of stimulation I think like, it's what you, I think it's a stimulation that makes way more sense with the way that this has been going so far. Yeah. And I think it's just like, but he can't create fire though. That's kind of weird. I think he can probably only create inanimate things, which skip philosophical here is fire living. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this is actually like a serious conspiracy theory. Like have you ever seen like a conspiracy theory chart with the, um, with the iceberg on it? And it's like the levels of conspiracy theories and the deeper you go, like the, the wilder and crazier and like the more sinister that it gets. Yeah. 
Um, and fire being alive is actually one of those conspiracy theories. Really? Yeah. What's yeah. like, what's like the basis for it? Do you uh, know? I just saw the, um, like, I just saw the chart that had the iceberg with all the fire being a lot like fire being alive. And I thought that was the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know like anything about it. I'm like trying to do like a quick search just so I can like talk about it. I don't think, I don't think there's like much that I know beyond that. Yeah. I mean, those are people that wear armadillo helmets and live in the middle of the woods off the grid that those who that's who believes that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's like nothing that's coming up on it. That's kind of weird. That's, that's why I think like, it's like the, it was like the deeper conspiracy theory, like the deeper you go, it's not just like a quick Google search. You probably got to go, God knows where on the internet to find people talking about whether or not fire is alive. No, you can't just be a surface dweller. You got to dive deep to yeah. get there. Yeah. yeah. And I can't do that at this current moment. Um, but lose you again. yeah, exactly. I want to just glaze over and be like, uh, fire's alive, fire's alive. <laughs> Next week you're going to be hearing me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway. Yeah. So he can't do things that have like, I guess require energy or, I don't know. Can't do fire. We'll probably find out why in the future. I think fire is not like a solid state, but what a that's a useful thing, a useful power to have. Exactly. I wonder. We're probably going to see it in the future in future episodes, like him being because he's gaining gaining so much intelligence. We're probably going to see him in the future hurt himself with an object to be able to then generate it to be like able to fight back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I he has. We're going to see. He's got a spear and a knife in his arsenal now. Yes. Yeah, which is uh, and that's an pretty arrow, awesome, right? Uh, he he should. He got hit by an arrow. He got hit by well, March. Got hit by an arrow. Maybe he himself it has to feel the stimulation because he wasn't March when March got hit. You're right. That's very true. Yeah. Very very true. Have we noticed that like as Fushi, he still has the cut on his leg? Have you noticed that at all? I have not taken notice. Does he? Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. I didn't. I usually notice in every episode. I did it in this one. So I don't know if it's there or not, but. It could be. The bear still has all his injuries. Yeah, we saw it the does. bear a little bit for this for this episode. And they didn't even know what the bear was. Like I was, I was like, I was specifically looking at whether or not they were going to call it the onagami or whatever, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. They were just scared of it. So it's like, hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Mean, I would be scared of that. <laughs> I, I would be too. But I mean, I feel like if it was a local legend, you'd probably know about it. Yeah. Well, they're not. They they traveled for like a week to get where they are. And they also went across water to get where they are. So, Oh yeah, this is true. They're probably in a whole different, like a whole different area, country yeah. land. I don't know. Looking at the manga covers, they're going to be going to some places. So <laughs> some places, some places. Cool. Yeah. But this episode resolved and that they're both monsters and they're monsters together. And it was very nice. It was, it was very pleasant. Yeah. Hooray for monsters, Nick. <laughs> I was thinking about making that the title of this episode, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Unless some juicy quote comes out of here, that's a good episode title. Yeah. We need to get the quote. Gener- we got to start quote generating. Yeah. What are we doing? All right, we got to clip something. All right. Clip this, right? Imagine Damien sitting here two and a half, three hours ago watching the 10th episode of Vivi. Okay. And we're watching it, and she's in a museum. She shuddered. She looks sad and upset. 
right? It does. And Vivi no longer sings. No. No. And Vivi actually, when she turned from Diva to Vivi, didn't actually give a farewell concert. She just peaced out and retired. That because sucks. she couldn't sing, right? Yeah. Now imagine you're Damien sitting here watching this and then see her start to compose this beautiful sonnet of a song. And we're going back and looking at everything that has happened. And at the 18th minute, you write, oh, so this episode is like a like a recap episode. The most, I was bamboozled, Nick. This is 18 <laughs> minutes into it. I realized I was watching a recap episode bamboozled i didn't even realize that until now but yeah it 100 percent was and it was the most artfully done recap episode i've literally ever seen oh it was beautiful that song is beautiful the way that like like it was giving me chills when she was playing piano and going through all the things that happened and like i forgot about some of these things that happened i was like oh man hey that's that girl remember the girl on the plane she mm-hmm. died like the first girl i forgot about her and it's been 66 years or whatever. Yeah. Wow. 66 it. years. And it was a re- I and I'm like, wow, they like interwoven a recap episode with like the progression of the story as well. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they did a recap episode alongside Vivi also struggling with fulfilling her life's purpose. Yes. And I was like, dang, that was so well done. This, this anime, like it, like so i think mother's basement recently recently released a video on youtube talking about like all of the uh like new anime that's been coming out and it's some some crazy number i, I don't know the specific number off the top of my head but it's something like 50 percent of the anime that we have now was all produced after the year 2010 mm-hmm. and like we're seeing that right now with so many amazing like in this spring 2021 like there are so many amazing shows that we're watching that i'm watching that we're not even watching like shows like odd taxi like that's like i've been hearing so many amazing things about odd taxi and on 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 reddit and on my anime list and on youtube and no one's like actually like talking about it like otherwise it's i guess that's like all the places that you would normally talk about it but if you go on my anime list and see its rankings it's not really that high and but it's also really amazing so it's anyway like anime originals have been really standing out in terms of like quality because you know oftentimes anime will be just used to push the sales for manga right like let's be honest the promised neverland season two was merely done to push the sales for manga right yeah yeah but for vivi there is no ulterior motive for it other than it being a passion project for the animators uh, and they just want to create something amazing, and they are just creating something amazing. They truly are. This was a like a gut wrenching, sad, and beautiful episode all in one. It really, really was, and it was. It really made me feel super bad for Vivi because I I feel like I've I've grown so attached to her mm-hmm. as a character, mm-hmm. and, and like, seeing her struggle like that was hard. Dude, when Matsumoto showed up and she was like, oh, tell me about the Singularity Project. I have nothing anymore. This is like my only purpose. I'm just like, damn, Vivi, I'm sorry. Like, I just felt so bad. It was sad. And it's almost like she's searching 
there's like a component of humanity to her, right? Mm-hmm. Like she has the one mission that she needs to fulfill, but she's mirroring the actions of a human, right? A hum- mm-hmm. Like we oftentimes as humans, we do great things, but like every start has an end. So eventually we end the things that we do and we're in that like lull period of our lives. And this happens in multiple times in our lives mm-hmm. uh, where you're searching for the next thing and it's really difficult and it's a tough phase and there's a lot of growth that's involved. And we're seeing like Vivi as an, as an AI like mimic that phase of growth yes it's heavy it is heavy yeah. it's weird oftentimes i feel like i'm currently in that like phase of growth you know like the- my design job is kind of like i have that and it's really it's 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 treated me very well and has afforded me things in my life that i can have and it's really awesome and like it's almost like this podcast is like the next step like I'm taking the thing that I'm passionate about and that I love to talk about and my best friend. And we're kind of like moving into this direction of like, it's like hard to be like, okay, like one day, hopefully I can leave that design job behind, but it's kind of scary and not something that I'm used to, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely saw myself in Vivi in this episode. Saw myself in Vivi. That could also be the episode title. Mm, That's true. That's a good one. Write that down, write that down. Right, writing it down, writing it down. <laughs> oh my god. Now back to events that happened in this in this episode. Yes. The kid mm-hmm. that has been coming up to Vivi and like for 20 years, that's Matsumoto. His name is Matsumoto. Did you t- did you catch that? Okay. The kid that asked him to sing, they asked her to sing. Mm-hmm. Right, that was on the field trip. Mm-hmm. Was also the scientist named Matsumoto mm-hmm. that like had a wife and got pregnant and had the baby. Mm-hmm. Like twenty years had passed since we first met that kid, and then at like you know like four minutes left in the episode, before spoiler alert, the Singularity Project fails and AI turned anyway. Mm-hmm. Someone's mm-hmm. like, Doctor Matsumoto, we have to go. And he's like, okay, and here, and then he leaves, which makes sense because in the first episode, when we first see Vivi, he kind of looks like that doctor, and Vivi's in the same outfit, sitting in that same chair, and it all came full circle. This is the kid that started the Singularity Project. <sighs> Damn. I didn't realize that. Where the heck was I? I think I was still lulling in my feelings from the first half of the episode that I wasn't really fully, I kind of dissociated. I wasn't fully there for the second half of the episode. You missed that, Damien? I, I realized, I didn't, I didn't realize the kid, I gotta be honest with you. I didn't realize the kid was also the scientist. Like, I really think I dissociated. Like, I was just like really feeling myself with the first half of her struggling to write this song. And then you're just like, like, if you read like my show notes, it's like, wait, was a scientist Matsumoto? And then like, obviously like the next fate, like scene is like that they failed the singularity mission. And you're like the singularity project. And you're like, now the kid being Matsumoto makes sense. Cause I'm sitting here thinking like the scientist, the baby, Oh, nine months has passed. No, it's like 20 years have passed. Yes. 20 years and nine months have passed. Like, yes. Ah, I didn't realize that. Yes. And like, the scientist who initially sent the singularity project who kicked it off was like a huge fan of Vivi. And he's like, I'm sorry that I have to do this to you. Um, 
And I kind of think he even called her Vivi in the first episode. I got to go back and watch it. This whole show, I have to go back and watch. But I was a huge fan. And like this kid, Matsumoto, the 20 year old with the baby, is yeah. like a huge fan of Vivi. And in the first episode, she's wearing that white dress. She's sitting on that chair looking all depressed. And like that's the, the image that we get of her before we go back 100 years in the past. And oh. then she walks outside and the AI are killing people anyway. So everything came full circle. Damn. And we still have three episodes left, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. So, yeah. So, not only did Vivi fail, or not only could she not sing anymore, but she also failed the only other thing that was her purpose in life, the Singularity Project. So, what happens to Matsumoto the robot? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But, like, Matsumoto, like, I guess that was like, it's like the incarnation of the scientist that he sent into the past. Yeah. So, but I think he's still there. Like, I'm pretty sure he's in the preview or there was no preview, but we see him in the, in the outro credits. Yeah. Like in the outro, he's like, he's, he's, it's his voice saying that the, we like the singularity project failed. Yeah. So he's still there, but like is again, time travel. Is yeah. that the current, current day matsumoto or is it like the one that has been here for the last hundred years i don't know no i don't know either that's the thing with time travel i don't know if they're going to explain it or they're just going to kind of like roll with it and then we'll never get an explanation because it's time travel and it's like damn near impossible to actually explain yes it is so like what happens now is it like she's going to fight the war against the ai for the humans because we've gotten back to where we started so everything is new now yes because they can't send another Matsumoto back into the past to see past Vivi. Because they already did that and it didn't work. It didn't maybe work. Maybe they could. And maybe this is just a continuous cycle. And it's the same thing over and over again until it works. This know. is just one 13 episode long TikTok with a really good loop. That's all <laughs> this is going to be. Imagine. The end of the 13th episode is just them sending her, like, her back in time to see the next Vivi and then just going to continue on the cycle i could see it i could see them doing that then we'd never get any closure which yeah would be really sad we get no closure and the story is so good and written by such like like superstars that i don't think that they're going to end it just in such a blatantly laissez-faire way i i hope not but yeah man this episode just hit like so many different emotions and just like she sat in a, a, she's in a museum she sat in a museum the whole episode and yet they still managed to capture all of these things without her even doing anything yeah like she was just yeah you're right amazing damn amazing I feel like sometimes like we watch some some of these shows like I'm looking at the time and we could spend so much time on you know like Tokyo Avengers and My Hero and 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 the eighty six and then there's like sometimes we just get hit with these episodes like with Vivi and you're just like it happened with Tear Eternity too where it was like such a crazy good episode and you're just like I don't know it was just so good like and that's as far as you can really articulate you know that's that's kind of where I'm at right now and you're like I have no idea what's gonna happen next like she's gonna fight the 
I don't know. Is she going to use the power of singing to end the war? Like, I don't know. Who knows? I got one more thing. Absolutely. We might even have to bring this up and watch this scene. But were the AI humming Vivi's tune? So the tune that she was playing on the piano. Yeah, yeah. The doctor took that, that like music from her somehow. Mm-hmm. And then some time passes and she wakes up and the AI are like humming a tune as they're stabbing people in the face. And I think it's her tune. I think you're right. What does that mean? I think you're right. Like she is, isn't she like the first AI bot that is like as advanced? Like she was kind of like the first one. I think. Dude, I think they were humming her tune. You've heard them humming a song, right? Yeah. For like five seconds. But also like their their things on their neck was like blinking red instead of Mm -hmm. blinking blue. Yeah. Like, does that mean like someone else is like controlling them or hijacked their system? Maybe. Like it doesn't it didn't give me like free will type vibes when they were stabbing. No, they looked robotic. They looked robotic, exactly. Yeah. Huh. What if it's because Vivi has gone so far off of to the human spectrum to the point where she's creating new music, which is something that's never been done before. Mm. That she just breaks AI with this new music because it's something that an AI created. And like I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this, man. Uh yeah. you just have to keep watching. It's I think like we- yeah, I think we do. And I think like what I said back in Tokyo Avengers and it also applies to Vivi, it almost feels like no matter what happens and how you change the past, the universe will always figure itself out to have the undesired outcome that you were originally trying to change. Yeah. Like fate. Yeah, it almost feels like it. Yeah. Now, so what happens know- next? Go ahead. <sighs> I don't know. I was gonna say I don't know if fate true like where that exists on the spectrum in our universe, but in anime, it kind of feels like that's how it happens. Like fate is almost like it, it, that's just how it goes. Yeah. In some shows, in some universes in anime, it doesn't happen. Like you can always change your fate. You know, the hero's journey, whatever. Mm-hmm. But for these time travel like shows, it 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 certainly feels like fate is always the determining factor. It do be like that. It do. Do be like that. Oh my god. Okay. You know what segue is? Yeah. And this is gonna be a rough segue, but like I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, Nick. I kept we kept we're keeping this one for the last because it was obviously the best of this week. Yeah. And that's 86. Yeah. I don't know if I can if I can say it's the best. It was fucking awesome. What? So was Vivi. I mean. So they're hard to compare. Sorry, I didn't want to burst your bubble, but it's, it's, it's tied for me. Well, okay. This was, this was another I mean, just hit every emotion possible in 20 minutes. It just yes, did it. It did. And maybe it was a little bit naive, not naive, but brass of me to speak for you on this. So I'll say that I saved it for the last because I felt like it was the best. Damien's the boss here. So no, I'm not the boss. <laughs> not, not even a close. Um, so the I'm trying to figure out how because I wrote so many notes on 86 
because there's so many different things I want to talk about. Okay. The first thing that I want to talk about before we jump into like the captain and the lieutenant and the rest of the people who are left on the front line, let's talk about what I said last week in last week's episode where I said that Lena is the only good Alba and her friend might be also good. Did we learn that this episode? We learned that that was untrue <laughs> and her friend is not good at all. Oh, no. Her friend is very bad. Her friend's a dickhead. Her friend is a jerk off. So that's where we're at there. Um, I was wrong, and that's okay. Uh, Lena Friend, no good. We don't even learn her name, and her baking sucks. Um, <laughs> is that your notes? Yes, moving on. Uh, <laughs> we learned from her friend, who is also like very racist, by saying like some very racist things. To the people mm-hmm. of 86, like you can't say some of that stuff. I'm not going to repeat it. Mm-hmm. But racist, mean, elitist. And we also learned that her father contributed to the uh, human social experiments, or I would say contributed, I would say blazed the path for yes. social experiment, like experimentation on humans, more specifically children, and made them suffer endlessly. Yep. And she just took the reins after he killed himself. Yes. And she obviously seems super cool with it. So, like, she don't really care. No. Like, she's like, dude, she took the reins. So she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just out here doing this, too. Like, I don't care. Like, I have no conscience. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she sucks. Damn, you're, you're terrible. Yeah. But, you know, like, we learned that. And then she's, like, telling Lena, like, oh, you're just as bad because you're using the raid devices that was built directly from the experimentation that we had with the children. Yeah, okay, defend Lena, um, our poor Lena here. She didn't know that. Yeah, how was like, she supposed to know? Yeah, like everyone's using it, so how is she bad? Because like, if she consciously knew that, you know, hundreds of children died for this, I bet she probably wouldn't use it. Oh, I got letters. Yeah, she would definitely not be using it whatsoever. Yeah. So there's that trash friend. Um, the next huge part of this show they cut off all contact with Lena because they're going on a suicide mission. Yes, they are. And they just seem so okay with it. They, I, I was like dumbfounded. Like I, 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 I paused the show at one point. I'm like, how many people are left? Like there's five of them left. Right. Yep. And then yep. a few minutes later, it shows them in their mess hall. And there's like 25 of them. And you're like, bro, there's only been like eight episodes. Like so many of their of their fellow like comrades died. Yep. And then they're just meant to die. And they're just meant to die. Like we found that they are just meant to die. And this mission that they're on is literally a meant to die mission. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what just, I what yeah. I hated is her friend was like, because you like like, yeah, they're going on a suicide mission, but because you meddled. Now they have to go on the suicide mission where if you didn't meddle with them and you just didn't care, then they would have died out slowly. Like that makes it any better. Yeah. I, <laughs> I literally wrote that down. I was like, technically wouldn't they have just died anyway if she hadn't interfered? Mm-hmm. Like she was just like purposely trying to make Lena like feel bad, feel horrible and trying to break her down emotionally and mentally yep. to the point where she would have like, you know, no interest in, in working with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, her friend is a, is an is a i don't even know the appropriate term to call her friend i don't even know what to say she's a jerk 
she's she's a dickhead and her baking sucks and she uses artificial strawberry when she doesn't have to and just a terrible person terrible person terrible person Mm -hmm. so like we see them getting their stuff ready like they're cleaning their they're cleaning their their mess hall Mm-hmm. they're like taking the things down in their building you notice they took down the uh like the drawings on the walls of their commanders mm-hmm. and they took lena's down uh and like they set off yeah it's just so somber this whole time like it's just like everyone's getting their little last you know five seconds of fame like every mm-hmm. character got a little bit of like one guy's painting their dudes out by the the mural that we always see him at like everyone got their five seconds of fame it's really somber and it's just it was just sad it was just sad but they're all so okay with it i don't get it i don't understand it either but maybe that's just like the culture in which they live like they just saw everybody before them die and they assumed that they were going to die and that's just the way that life is like mm-hmm. there's nothing left for them then to then to just fight until they're till they're till they're dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think maybe their one like silver lining here is they want to take out that new gun, like the artillery. Yeah. Because we did hear um Undertaker was talking about if that new weapon that they have is completed, the Republic will fall. So yes. It's a suicide mission to go deep in enemy lines, but at least maybe they can save the Republic with it. Maybe that's why they're okay with it, or maybe they're just fucking done. They're just like, okay, it's time. I don't know. I think think it's Captain Noisen. His mission is to kill his brother. Yes. And, like, I think that, like, Everyone, the other four, the four of them, the lieutenant and the three other soldiers are like, we're going to die and we're just going to help you do this because we know that we're going to die anyway. Yeah. How sad is that? That is extremely sad. And Lena, I don't know what she's going to do. Like the one part that I didn't understand that hopefully you may have some insight on is before cutting communications with her, they told, he told her to go to the East side and you'll be mm-hmm. safe from the voices, right? Yeah. Was he also assuming that like, hey, we're going to die in this situation and then there's going to be no one else on the front line to protect Sam Magnolia? Was I was insinuating that. I kind of got that as well. So I think it, it's a two-pronged thing. Like he knows, we've heard Shin say before that um, like the Republic will fall. Mm-hmm. The, the Legion's too strong. And maybe he thinks that this is when it's going to happen because they're the, they're like their spearhead, you know, they're kind of the last line of defense mm-hmm. for the Legion making it there. And also he doesn't want her to hear the voices of the dead. So if he, if she gets far enough away, she won't hear it. Got it. Okay. That's Damn. what I got out of it. So he's just ultimately just trying to protect her mm-hmm. no matter what. And mm-hmm honestly like i can't see like they call it a suicide mission i don't think i can't see it being a suicide mission like i think he's going to end up killing his brother mm. and they're gonna I think make, so i think some of them are gonna i think 
I think the lieutenant's going to die. Yeah. And I think the three other soldiers are going to die as well. But captain makes it out. I think he's going to make it out. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of foreshadowed it before when he was like, I'm just always the last one alive. Yeah. Yep. And precisely. I think he wants to die out of that, <laughs> all of them. He wants to die, but he's not going to. I think he you're wants, right. And he wants his soldiers to live a like a level life past their time served. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to be the last one to live. All this bullshit is just so word doesn't get out of the way that they treated 86. Yeah, exactly. Her commanding officer was like pretty blunt about that as well. Mm-hmm. It was okay. like, hey, listen, like we're doing this. We're going to exterminate, like they're going to be gone. And guess what? No one will know anything that ever happened because those people don't exist anymore. But yeah, so, so they caused this to begin with, the white, mm-hmm. pigs. The white um, pigs. They did the eugenics. They, you know, ma- like mass genocide, essentially, of the 86, sent them to camps. Um, yep. They did it all from the start. And now they're killing them. So there is no remembrance of them doing what they did yep and that's it that's why the 86 have to die yes that's precisely it that's fucked up it is fucked up it is fucked up and you know what countries in real life have done that like it's not like a thing that we were just like the writers like oh new concept that never happened like no we countries have done this in our own history Mm -hmm. it's all their cultures like what the fuck Mm -hmm. i'm like talking about camps concentration camps nazi germany yeah, sounds a lot of sounds. This is I said this before. Sangmagnolia is what would happen if Hitler got his way. Yeah, essentially, yeah. I mean, that's true. All the same color hair, same color eyes, mm-hmm. same way of thinking. Heavily propaganda, like in their in their culture, they believe one. They believe what is told to them. Um. Yeah, it's out of pocket. It's out of pocket. I've never said that. That phrase before, it's out of pocket. Out of pocket, bro. Yeah, and the ending of this episode was like it seemed like the ending of a show slash season, like just the way that it ended with them walking off in the sunset. It was like, like that's that that would be the ending to a show. The 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 shots that they did and the music and yeah, that's yeah, it would be the ending of a of a western show. Yeah, because they wouldn't actually want to show like people getting murdered mm-hmm. and instead they would just kind of like leave it up to the interpretation of the audience mm-hmm. but luckily this is a japanese show <laughs> so we get the pleasure of watching a very good story play out instead yes. of imagining it yes we do and at the very end post credits uh-huh. we go back to his brother yep um and we hear him talking about the past but in the present and he's like, you know, he goes over the whole thing that happened with his mm-hmm. little brother. But then he's like, like, come for me. Like he's saying it like it's in the present. So is he actually still conscious within? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I th- Their brains are still conscious, I think, in, in these Legion. Yeah. I think it's more like a forced. I want to say it's like a forced slavery thing. Yeah. Okay, so- we're taking your intelligence and your conscious. We're plopping it in this thing and you're forced to bid- do our bidding. But you still have like your own original thoughts. Mm-hmm. so prediction we know that he is very regretful for the things that he said to his little brother almost yeah. killing him by the way like he choked yeah. him unconscious and yeah. had to have cpr mm-hmm. what it and undertaker wants to kill his brother 
what if because he's still conscious and I'm assuming he's like the big bad tank that we saw. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. He works on the 86's side and that's how they survive this. Hmm. I could see that happening. I can see that happening. I can see fighting begin like start off because mm-hmm. Undertaker assumes that he should be freeing his brother from the confines of this drone. Mm-hmm. But eventually they'll figure out that they can work together. Yeah. And they can take they can take I want to see Sang Magnolia get bulldozed, bro. Dude, me too. Like at me this too. point, everyone can everyone can die besides Lena, like mm-hmm. the Saint, but she everyone else is like I just want to see like almost like them pay for what they've done. Yeah, they made they do a really good job of making you hate Sag Magnolia. They like do the people. Yes, they do. It almost feels like you feel so bad for Lana because she feels so isolated mm-hmm. in the place that she lives. Yeah. She's and like the, the only show one with that, the heart. Yeah, she's the only one with the heart, a conscience, like who thinks differently than the people around her and she feels like trapped you feel bad for her yeah even though she's like from a prestigious family lives a life of luxury has like literally could have zero worries if she wanted that you know yeah Hmm. you're right it was definitely they were tied Vivi and 86 were tied for this I week. I felt like you would come around eventually. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was no. good. It was Vivi, really good. Vivi was amazing. I just feel like 86 is just like throwing me for such a loop, essentially. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know. Like, you're right. Like, it felt like the end of a season with them walking off into the distance going to die. But it's like, dude, we have three more episodes left. Like, I don't think we've seen the most emotional things to come. I think the most, most emotional things are yet to come. I think you're right. And I'm not ready. Neither am I. <laughs> yeah. So yes, this weekend was a holiday. Isn't it? Um, neither of us really watched any other animes. So, yeah. but Damien, you did see Demon Slayer movie. I and Demon I want to hear just a little bit about it. Okay. Not spoil anything for me because I haven't seen it yet. Because I'm call myself an anime fan, but I haven't even seen like the most hyped up movie in our lifetime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, I mean, like statistically, also the most hyped up movie. I mean, it's made the most money, mm-hmm. and the, like it's insane. Okay, so should we just do the Damien's fired up? Yeah, do it. Da-da-da-da-da. Damien gets fired up. All right, welcome to Damien gets fired up. <laughs> I hope you guys like the little intro into the show. Still trying to do things out. Anyway, I went and watched Demon Slayer on Thursday. I did wait a little bit of time to go see it. Just with all the things with COVID going on, it was nice to have a theater with like literally almost and nobody else there. Mm. It was me, my girlfriend, and two other couples, which was really cool. And I, was, I, was on, I, was, I was at the movie theater opening night. And it was packed. I, I didn't see the movie, but I, I was seeing another movie opening night at Demon Slayer. It was packed. People were wearing the earrings, like oh. like the main character wears. Nah, like, yeah, yeah. People people mm-hmm. were coming out mm-hmm. to see it, so I can't blame you. Oh yeah, I I also have like, I also have uh, Tanjiro socks too. So like <laughs> that's that was part of my like cosplay that I got to wear. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way that this works is that. Instead of adapting Mugen Train to season two, 
it was such a short arc that it was decided to be created into a movie. So we get one of the best anime movies of all time, statistically, in terms of money. But also emotionally. Because it ripped me up, Nick. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you feel some type of way. So I I should have wrote down how I wanted to articulate this without giving away too much information based off any spoilers if anyone's not seen it. But let me see if I can do that on the fly. So it all takes place on a train. And it doesn't really take place anywhere else. Um, it, the villain, the demon in this is fighting in a rather unique style that I felt fit really, really well to fight on a train. Okay. Okay. So the demon was very interesting and its powers were very interesting. Um, and you, like, you get to see the demon at the end of the first season. So it's like, not like a surprise on who it is, but their power is very interesting. And like every character, we go super deep on every single character, right? Okay. So yeah. every character gets like the, like this in-depth view on who they are as a person. And that's kind of like what the first half of the, like, um, the movie's about. Now the second half of the movie is like, they finally like, the characters, all the characters, the group kind of figures out what hat, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they were able to like beat the demon at its own game. Right. I don't think that's much of a spoiler. Um, that's kind of just how the show goes. They fight the demons, they beat the demons, whatever. The next half of the movie, where I would say the last like one third is a battle that is like akin to like the types of battles that you'd probably see at the end of big shows like Naruto and like those, and those types of like, and those types of battles, right? Like yeah. just insane fighting, like the art, the music, the animation, like the feeling is incredible when they're fighting. And when the movie's over, it leaves you with a feeling that's like, I can't wait for the second season, but also like, what is like, it's worse than you think. Like the demons are worse than you think. Oh, okay. And you're like, Hmm. So I haven't read the manga, so I don't know how things are going to go. I've only, I've only watched the anime. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it, it really ripped it really ripped me up like big time really? and like we saw like we saw uh ren goku as like he's the fire harisha mm-hmm. Hashi- hashira harisha hashira hashira he's the fire hashira and like we see him a lot he is an amazing character like we see him a little bit at the end of the first season but when you see him here you're like he's like the cool one of the coolest characters mm-hmm. like you're just like He's like really fired up because he is a flame Hashira, but <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. I really need you to go and see it. All right. All so right. We can talk about like what's happened. And yeah. I feel like anyone watching this right now is probably just going to be like, like what a shit, perhaps shit <laughs> like uh description. And you're probably listening to this like right now, like, damn, like you, you're dodging a lot, but I have to dodge a lot because uh, I didn't see it yet. You didn't see yet, but 
I will say this right now. I said a spoiler in this episode and you didn't notice. Hmm. For Demon Slayer. Yes. Wow. So go watch Demon Slayer the movie. And then when before when when it's when you watch this episode, maybe you'll pick it up on it. But I did okay. drop I did drop a spoiler in this show purposefully for Demon Slayer. So oh, damn. Getting meta now. I did, yes. So there you go. That's for uh, you, Nick. I'm gonna I gotta go see it. I will go see it. You'll you'll notice the spoiler once you watch the movie, just put it that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll go see it and then we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll do a one-off episode. I would love to do a one-off episode because it is like four episodes to talk about. Yeah. Four episodes makes the movie, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Okay. All right. Nick, Damn we're going to give our new ending. All right, let's do it. All right, new ending. We usually do the, this in the beginning, but now we're going to do it at the end because I think it works a little bit better. And Nick, hope you do as well. So we're going to give it a shot. So thanks again for attending our 27th club meeting. Uh, Nick and I are two wannabe weebs detailing the season's new shows and announce of some old favorites. This is your after school podcast, after school anime podcast. You can find us at Club or at Occiculture Club on social media. And that's it. There's only one way. Peace out. See ya.